When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Miss Jessica. Hi, Elsie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> all of a sudden, your voice, we've been talking and your voice has been very grounded and like all business-like, all like blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, hi. <laughs> Sometimes I do that just to see if I can throw you off. Like, because we talk and then, and then you, we say hi, like we haven't been speaking. That's and true. so I feel like if I do a different voice, maybe it'll like make you laugh or something. I don't know. It ter- certainly did. This time it worked. <laughs> If I do a different voice, I could just say it like, hi, Jessica. Hello. Yeah, like one of these times I'm going to be like, Feldy, you look good, right? Uh, <laughs> just see if I can, you know, I can do the Sean Connery, you know. Oh, my God. Just see if, like, I don't do that many impressions. I'm not that good with them, but. I, well, I don't do any imp- I don't even want to try to do impressions. I've been told that I'm, like, good Muppet. <laughs> that I could believe, actually. Let's do that. You should have a Muppet voiceover character. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the, so let's, let's get started. Right. Let's dive, dive in deep right away. Okay. So I'm streaming through my Instagram feed and I saw this message peering at me. It says, if they have no reason to subscribe to your show, they won't. And, you know, I agree. I mean, if, uh, hey, I don't subscribe to, I mean, you know, I do subscribe to a, a lot of them, but I also don't subscribe to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's a big deal, though. About whether or not they'll subscribe? Yeah. Like, I just don't think having subscribers is all that. I honestly don't. Well, yeah, I mean, like. That's true, but that's true with everything. If they have no reason to listen, they won't either, right? So, like, who cares? Right. Well, (laughs) exactly. But (laughs) I guess what I like about this is that if they have no reason to subscribe, right, if they have no reason to listen, they won't. Uh, Absolutely. I like that. It's like, thanks, Captain Obvious. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not sure I understand why it's so important to have subscriptions. And, and one of the reasons I think so is because we have no way of knowing ever right. if we have any. That's true. You're right about that because that, that, that information, it really is like completely and utterly missing from everywhere. Um, Logic alone dictates. Yes. Like why would you care if you have no no way of measuring it? It's not like iTunes will send you an email once a month going, and this month, this many people subscribe. Ta-da! You win the prize. <laughs> like, nope. We don't know. We'll never know. You're right. You're absolutely right. I just think that subscriptions are overrated. And I do, you know, uh, subscribe and I, like, I'm just, I would rather have somebody listen to a show that they really like. You know, like like the people that maybe wanted to listen to whenever we were ranting about how, you know, how hard it is to podcast the whole, <laughs> this whole bounce the baby, bounce, bounce, 
bounce baby, bounce baby one. Um, that one, you know, I wouldn't mind people just listening to that and not really listening to another show until they were interested in another topic that we covered. Like I feel right now, I honestly feel subscriptions are not that important at all. I feel a following and people following you and paying attention to you and being a part of your online I don't know, presence in some way is a lot more important. So it's like the everyday interactions that you have with people. If they're like in tune with you, they will listen to what's going on with, with, with the show. They just will. You know, the thing is that like, um, you kind of hope that people listen to the one show and then think, okay, I don't want to miss the next thing that they say because of, you know, like, I mean, in our group, it could be fear of missing out. It could be, you know, that just that they were so either, you know, entertained or educated that they, you know, they want to make sure that they get it the next time that it comes around. That's really what you hope and why you hope people subscribe. But I, I don't know, I guess just because you never know if they're going to, I sort of like feel like, why would you waste your time like thinking about it? And I would also say as a listener, the only time I've ever subscribed was when I was like, so completely addicted to the next thing that I wanted it the second it was available. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, how I, many yeah. listeners do you really have that are like that though? Not very many. And I think that's the, that's, that's the key right there. The people who are going to want to eat you for breakfast, <laughs> yeah. morning, then will already have purchased your, you know, the, the, your cereal. Like you would, you, you already, they'll subscribe. They just will. Yeah. They've been eating Lucky Charms for 20 years. Yeah. You don't have to, yeah. right. You don't have to like sell them on the marshmallows anymore. You're yeah, all set. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that's, that that's one of the things that is super important. And the other thing is that sometimes, and I like how I'm using cereal now because you said Lucky Charms, there's times yeah. for Lucky Charms and there's times when you just want to have some oatmeal, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm, that I have to have Lucky Charms every day. Like, <laughs> Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter. There's times when I really want to go to the grocery store and get Lucky Charms because I really need them now. But usually I'm an oatmeal girl, you know? I mean, I don't know. And so that's that's part... The, the, the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because as long as that part of my brain is still wanting Lucky Charms, Lucky Charms is, is making money. <laughs> Lucky Charms is being, you know, addressed. It's being seen. It's and so that's what I feel podcasting is as well. I don't feel that just because uh you're in a specific niche, you have to have every single person have you subscribe to your podcast in order for them to be a fan. I wonder if a good way to measure subscribers, even now that we've discounted how important it is. Exactly is to go to your least downloaded show. And if, you know, like maybe that's how you know, like, okay, these people only downloaded it because they had to. <laughs> right? And like maybe... That's a great you, one to add, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's really, I mean, that's really, because all it is is guessing, right? Or maybe the question is like, okay, this has gone live. How many people have downloaded it in the first hour? Those are probably the people who are subscribers, because yes. they've had no choice because it's just an automatic thing, right? But, like, um, that's really the only way to measure it, I'm thinking, is, like, go to the one everyone hates. If it has 100 downloads, you know you have 100 subscribers. That's hilarious. 
Well, you know, but that's actually really good. That's a really, but this is what you have to do. Okay. So if we're going to talk, might as well go for this. This is my, my take on the subscription thing. What you, but you have to do this for yourself. And this is going to be something that you have to take the time to do. All right. So you go, if you happen to have Libsyn or whatever other stats, whatever that you're using, you go into your advanced stats, wherever you're going. And then you Mm -hmm. write, you physically write down, like, let's say we're releasing this episode uh, at the beginning of next week, I like the way my Google Docs just got frozen, so I can't see. So this is coming out Oops. on Monday, February 23rd, okay? Yes. So on the 23rd, like after a week happens, you look at the episode downloads, just that episode downloads, and you write that down. Then you write the two weeks, after two weeks, and then you write that down. Uh, and yeah. then you do that for three weeks and four weeks until you have, like, you start a spreadsheet with just that, the amount of downloads that you've gotten for those weeks for the latest episode every single time. And then mm-hmm. after you have at least, I don't know, eight or so, uh, of, of that data, then you start to look at those numbers and you can start to see w- like the, ar- around the average of what downloads you have for that data for the month. I feel the first two weeks are key for dis- for discerning how many um for how many subscribers you have. That's yes. What I, that's what I think. 2 weeks. But again, you also don't have to care. But again, you also don't have to care. That's right. <laughs> because then it's just going to be annoying to be going because I always think that I'm like, "Oh, I should have done that." And that's that's why I'm saying it has to be like something that's top of mind and you really want to find this out because yeah. it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think downloads matter more if you have to measure something because that way at least you know like, oh, this went viral or people shared it or thought it was popular or people really liked it or they liked the guest or, you know, there's a million reasons why that particular show is more popular than others. But still, you can at least measure popularity as opposed to subscribers of the overall show, which tells you, I guess, what exactly, how many people like need to eat for breakfast, like Elsie said, right? But I mean... <laughs> That doesn't even mean they're going to listen right away just because they've subscribed, you know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Maybe they won't totally. listen for I mean, because there's also shows that I subscribe to that I never, ever open. Yeah. Ever. I know. There, that's happened the- to me a couple of times, too, where I forget, I forgot that I subscribed to it because I... Because I'm a dork, I have three different podcast apps. It's probably Elsie subscribes to like 300 shows, <laughs> and then I only <laughs> listen to like the, the the ones that I'm obsessed. And that's you know that's okay. Now I remember why I wanted to talk about this because I go through seasons. Like there was the season where I was obsessed with X show and Y show and you know B show, and then now I have an, a, a whole entire new list of shows that I'm obsessed with. Like that have nothing to do with the ones that I used to love. But that doesn't mean that I don't love those shows anymore. It just means that now these ones are the ones that I'm having. It's sort of like how you eat certain things in the different parts of the season. You know, like, I don't know, you're not, I'm not having salads right now because I'm not craving salads right now. I want like soups because <laughs> it's, it's, it warms my right. body. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it doesn't mean that I don't love salads. It's just that I don't want salads right now. So yeah, that's, that's what I feel. That's why I think that subscriptions are not that important, but as long as you have fans and you're in top of mind, and if somebody says, Hey, I want to listen to a show about, I don't know, some kind of random topic. And you have in the past listened to that chunk of like, Oh, I know this is a really good show about that. Mm-hmm. So as long as that happens, I feel you're doing fantastic. If you're some in some yes. head. I agree. So, you know, um, I was just thinking about how the only two podcasts I've ever been like super addicted to both aren't on the air anymore. 
Oh, sad. I, I know. It was kind of sad. One of them was um, when I was learning to be a designer, there was a, um, a show by a kid named Adam Hay. And it was just all about the graphic design business, like how to create a contract or get clients or whatever. And I listened to it every time it was out, which was like twice a week. And the other one was a Ricky Gervais podcast. I was highly addicted to it because it was long and I was super bored at my job at the time. And so I like if when they didn't have a new episode, you know, if an episode was later, I don't know, I would just like lose my head if I couldn't listen to it. So those are the only two. And now Ricky Gervais doesn't have, do his anymore. And this kid stopped doing his too. So there you go. Uh, well, yeah, no, I, it is very sad. And that never, like I have a podcast that I still long to hear that is no longer in existence as well. Really? Yeah. It was Buzz Out Loud. It was a tech podcast. I've seen it. It had Molly Wood and Tom Merritt and Veronica Velmont. And the chemistry between those three talking about the news and tech was just, there was just something very special about that threesome. And it was a daily podcast. They were awesome. Uh, really fantastic. And then um, they, the, they kind of like, it's not that they did not broke up, break up. I think that some of them moved on. You know, Veronica left as a producer and then I think Molly left. No, no, Molly stayed. Mo- Tom Merritt left and then, and they kept doing Buzz Out Loud. But then without that, that threesome, it was not the same. And mm-hmm. even though I followed all three of them because I find them incredibly amazing, like hosts and journalists and, and just tech pundits, um, it's not the same. It's like when they're together, there's something that happens when they're together. And so still I'm like, why isn't Buzz Out Loud the same anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Sad. I know. I know. Okay. So let's move into some uh, voice feedback. We are going to uh, play here. Uh She'll introduce herself so that you know who she is. Here we go. Hey, Justin Elsie. This is Marissa Talifer with the soon-to-be-released Abroad Abroad podcast. I'm so tired of saying that, soon-to-be-released, soon-to-be-released. It's been three months now that I've been working on the podcast, and I am so overwhelmed trying to get all the shows edited, trying to make sure that I have the right launch timeline. Am I missing anything? And then I Google launch a podcast and here's 15 things you need to do and 14 things you need to do and 27 different ways to launch and promote your podcast. There's just so much. There's so much information out there, so many eBooks that are kind of helpful, but maybe missing some information because they just wanted to give something away. So you'd opt in and give them an email address. Should I have an opt-in? I don't have an opt-in for my podcast. Maybe I should have that too. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should put off the launch. No, I'm not putting off the launch. We're launching next week. That's it. If I've learned anything from you guys, it is basically just do it and uh, you learn as you go. And that's what I'm trying to do. Get it out there. Learn as I go. What would be helpful for me? Uh, continuing to be awesome and supportive as you guys always are and breaking down, you know, what are the essentials that needs to be done? What can be fixed later? You know, we're thinking about news and noteworthy. Can we really do that? Is that essential? Do we have to make sure to launch five episodes? How do you get yourself out there, prepare your show, record your show, and launch? What does the actual launch look like? Because I have been stuck for months trying to figure out, do I have all the steps? Am I ready to push the button on Libsyn and iTunes and launch my first five shows? Or do I need to tweak my Facebook page a little bit or adjust the websites? What are the five things, ten things that need, absolutely need to be done uh, before you launch your podcast or as you launch your podcast, uh, ongoing, you know, weekly tips, promotion, selling sponsorship, all that's great, but I can't do any of it until I launch and I don't want to forget anything. So if you guys could help with that, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. 
So, and I got to say that she really, um, it's the cutest thing I've ever heard to hear her tell this story. It's like the yeah. plight. It's the plight of the, the of plight the, of the podcaster. Yes, exactly. It's true. It's like it, with every talk. sigh, I was like, uh, yep. Uh, Aww. yep. I totally yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. yeah, you are doing fantastic. You are doing great. Uh, and there, in, there isn't really anything essential, essential that you haven't done already. Like you've got all your ducks in a row. And really, the most important thing that you need to have is to have an RSS feed that's valid. Mm-hmm. And to that, at least for me, you need to have an RSS feed that's valid, and you need to have a host that can support you being able to move if you ever need to move somewhere else. That they're reputable in the space and they have good support for podcasts. Uh, there is the other stuff as, as well, but th- the thing is, it's like if you don't have a feed that's valid, or if you have problems with your feed, or people can't subscribe to your show, or the c- company that you're using, you know, goes under, or they're not delivering your media on time, or uh, you know, all of those other things that could possibly happen for if you're, you know, going like the easy route, I guess the free route is what I'm saying. Then you could be in trouble later because you're going to work so hard to to build this podcast, and then all of a sudden you're going to have troubles with your host, and then all of that's going to go to poopy if you can't leave or can't up level your work. So that's my opinion. What about you, Miss Jess? Um, I mean the essential steps to logging launching a podcast, I think, are yes to have the content. Yes, to have the RSS feed, and then you know, yes to the host, and then you and then you launch it, and then after you launch it and you have one episode, I don't think that you need an email list, and I don't think you need a newsletter. I think you should have started a Facebook and or Twitter or whatever you're going to use to market it later. I'm not saying you should have a big following there. But I think you should be able to say on the first show, you know, like our Facebook page or you can follow us on Twitter. I mean, from from show one, even if you have no one, at least be prepared to start growing that. I mean, even if you don't have a website, I think those are more important. You know, like our website's coming, but for now, just follow us on Facebook and we'll let you know when you can comment on, you know, a blog post or whatever. See that? I don't even think you need a website. And I was a web designer. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Yep. But I think those things are important before you launch. And then I think, you know, there's there's two phases. Just like for a, when you do a website, there's two phases. There's never like a, okay, we're going to hit go for a website. You launch and then there's, you know, there's like, there's this, mm-hmm. you know. So like, okay, we need pages and we need a header ready launch. Okay, now, you know, I think I'd like to have an opt-in. But, but the site can already be live. And the same is true for a podcast. Like, okay, you need content. And you need, and that's it. And then, ta-da, you're done. Launch. <laughs> you know what? Because <laughs> that's but then we- after you launch, you got to think like, okay, um, okay, maybe I would like to give something away, and maybe I would like to have an email list, and maybe I would like to, I mean, you know, have a strategy for where you're going with this show in the future at some point. But to launch, you just need like an episode, preferably two or three, um, and that's it. Yeah. So I mean. People get so mired down in what they're going to need once it's live. When it's live, you want to be able to capture emails right that second. You want to be able to um, Facebook people right that second. But that's not 
I mean, what do you think? Like, people are just going to flock to the show. Like, all of a sudden, it's like a magnetic force for ears that, like, it doesn't even, it does not matter for your first show or for even for your first, you know, couple weeks. Yes, you'll be in new and noteworthy, but get your stuff, launch the show first, and then the other stuff can come, like, right after, right after that. Absolutely. Um, and, and, but, and, and I want to just agree with you because when we launched She Podcasts, I think the thing that we had, you know, we had our artwork, we had four episodes in the can that we recorded. Yeah. We had, uh, obviously the, the RSS feed. And we had I, the group. And the group. We had that first. Because we had the first. <laughs> I know we had the group. Well, you had that group and it morphed into our group. But, yeah. um, so, and then we, we kind of launched. We, we launched very, like, there wasn't any, launch plan there wasn't any like i think jess i think you sent an email to your list right I sent an email think- to the list and then also we kept pushing the date <laughs> like yeah. okay it's gonna go live okay i'm not ready yet because because i think we wanted to have a website yes, which we no did. one really uses right so right. like it doesn't even matter that we have a website i mean and i mean granted you know we've had the show for almost a year maybe a little less and so phase one is complete yeah. right so no, <laughs> <laughs> so now Elsie and I are thinking, okay, well, the show has been built into something like, okay, do you know, maybe we should capture emails this way. Maybe we should offer this on the site. Maybe we should use Twitter more. Right. Wait, but you know, the show has, the show is has the thing. been enough. Yeah. The show time. is the thing. Absolutely. The show the has show been enough. The- so, so my, yeah, so my advice is always not to be mired down by A, what everyone else is doing, B, all the steps from start to finish that other people are telling you you need to launch, and C, not to think so far ahead that you are creating the end product before you've launched a social. Like, don't create the program that you're going to sell to the listeners that you don't have yet because your show's not launched. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. And something, right? exactly. And something happens with you doing the show. That's super important. And even also the lips, the lips in the feed, when I launched the feed, gosh, that was a, a real, almost no, nothing. That was really, there was nothing behind that. It was like, it was just all of a sudden we just started putting shows out every other week. And it wasn't even, we didn't have any in the can. It was like, I, I recorded an episode zero, which was very simple. It was like 10 minutes. This is who I am. This is why we're doing it. And then after that, we just started, Rob and I started to record, like, and then put content out every two, so twice a month, we put out content yeah. for that. And we had support from the newsletter for Libsyn one time. So uh, around episode three, there was an email sent out to all of the uh, to the lips and users basically saying we have a podcast. So we got a yeah. little bit of a bump for that, but it wasn't really that huge. I mean, because a lot of people don't open email. That's the other thing. It's like a lot of people don't open emails from Libsyn or, or it's only if it's like urgent, your account will be closed. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, Oh my God, what's going on? But other than that, they don't really, so we had a little bit of a push, but really it's just been a consistent consistent putting content out and slowly built. I mean, I'm really amazed at the, at, at, um, the download numbers for that show for, because I have done very minimal, very minimal marketing, very minimal. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's just a labor of love. You just have to now, now that you, in terms of launching, you, they're like, there's nothing for podcasting unless, unless the RSS feed, that's the only thing. There's nothing you can do once you launch the show that you cannot change later. There's nothing. 
You can Nothing. go back. You can upload new episodes if you want. You can delete your first three episodes if you don't want anybody to listen to them. You can um, change your entire uh, like uh, description for your show. You can change the title of your show. You can change the artwork of your show. Everything. You can change it all. And there's yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, so what? You forgot to say something you've got next week or whatever. It's, there's nothing that's, that's a problem with that at all. Yeah. Um, that's right. I had terrible, terrible show art for like a long time. Me too. Nine, nine months, maybe. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, so yeah, no problems whatsoever. You can change anything whenever you want. So I hope that that, is helpful for those of you who are listening who are like ready to launch but not ready to launch because you have so many things that have to be ready before you go live like you really don't you do not that stuff can go be ready right after you launch or even within the first month that you launch or hey you could be like me and Elsie and wait a whole year <laughs> exactly well see yeah cuz it's not like if you're launching a sh- like a some kind of program because if you're launching a program even if you have the content, you still have to have the process of, if you're selling it, you still have to have like a cart. You have to be able to get money. Like those things you really do need to have in place because you need to know how to get the money from the people, right? Because there has to be a process for that. There's nothing like that that you have to set up. Like it, once you publish your episode, your podcast, maybe you can describe like how to download your podcast on your website, but really not very many people are going to be looking at there. Most people kind of know now. So you don't even have to do that. They'll just do it. So... Uh, which is, yeah. So it's really awesome. Well, thanks for the question because yeah. I know that there's a lot of people that feel like you. Muddy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I just remember one of the things we need to set up a um, call line, right? Didn't we say we were going to do that? We were going to do that, you know, and I All right. I'm going to set that up. Do but that. Okay. I'm going to write it down right now. Set up call line for Sheepy. Sheepy. It's most, more likely than not, ladies, I have a feeling it's going to be over at speakpipe.com slash the podcasts. It will, but I'm going to try to integrate it. Yeah. Yeah. So then now you guys can kind of easily tap that button and we can send it out there. So tap that. Tap, 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 tap. Okay. So kind of moving on to, um, it's actually the same conversation. It's kind of the same conversation, but a little bit farther, uh, behind. We were talking about a podcast primer, if you will, of how to get people to get started. And, um, I think two things. Two things that you really do need to have in order before you kind of start, before you're in the launch process that we just heard of, before, much before that, is your podcast, your podcast raison d'etre and your podcast style. So the reason for leave, for, for your podcast life, <laughs> why it's alive. Yeah, the reason for being. The reason for is being. really the, so, the definition, right? Absolutely. Yes. The reason for being. So, um, so here's some questions that you can ask yourself. So if you're sitting around wondering like why you're doing this podcast, you want your podcast to be what your, your signature product, or is this like your means of communication? Like the thing, uh, is it, uh, is it going to help you with branding you or your business? Is it going to bring you into a new audience segment? So, you know, if you're trying to sort of expand where you are, is it going to help you establish you as a niche expert somewhere? Is it going to help you become a web celebrity, which is something that, you know, a lot of people don't, we're going to be talking about some people that actually do this. And I think this is a very viable thing that you can do. Like me. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's then, my raison d'être. That's fame right. and glory. Fame and glory. Yes. And then, or, you know, increase findability and visibility. So you already have, like, you already have a platform. You just kind of want to be more in more places, one in more places, or, you know, or another thing like that. But why, what's like the thing for your podcast? Why are you doing this? Because once you figure that out, then you're going to be, everything else is sort of going to fall into place. It's, it really is. Um, well, it's sort of like, you know, like with every strategy that you put together, it's sort of like a map. Like you can't start walking down the road and just like wing it. Cause you won't know which way to go. You need to know which way to go. And like, if it's going to be, um, helping you bring in a new audience, well, then that will figure out whether or not, you know, how soon you need that email list up. If it's going to help you increase your findability and visibility, you know, then you're going to need to keyword the hell out of your show. Right. But you don't know which direction right or left to go in until you know why you're doing it. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So that's why it's so important. These things, stuff to ask. And plus also, I would even ask um, to add on to this list, what, you know, what exactly do you want the end result to be? Are you trying to do live events? Are you trying to um, sell books? Are you trying to sell services? Are you trying to entertain people? Are you trying to speak more, whether it's for entertainment or to help people? Are you trying to um, create classes? Do you have a class already? And I mean, I know that sounds, all that sounds very businessy, but I'm even thinking of people, you know, do you just really like to talk about Orphan Black, for example, and you, you know, you don't have anybody to talk about it with? Right. I mean, because if, what if the end result is I want to meet the whole cast of Orphan Black? Exactly. Well, right on. But know what you want the result. Like if you could interview, you know, Tatiana Maslani or whatever the heck her name is. Yeah, that's right. I watch Orphan Black. Then, um, <laughs> it's a good show. Then, you know, then, then creating a show is the way to go. If you want to talk to celebrities in general, creating a show is the way to go. Um, so yeah, so, but no, whatever it is, businessy or not, you know, whether you're selling something or if you just, you know, see yourself hobnobbing with, you know, celebs or whatever, I think knowing what the end result is comes, you know, along with, um, what it's going to, you know, what, what it's going to help you with it, you know, in the interim, I guess too, if that makes sense. So it's like beginning, middle, end. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Okay, no, good. no, no, you didn't. It, it, it just, it, I think that's a great question to add for that podcast primer as well, because it really does, it has the opportunity to, to then ease your ability to answer the questions that come next. Right. And right. That's, that's really what it is. Because if you don't have this reason, if you don't know why you're doing this, then when somebody asks you what kind of microphone you need, or is it going to be, uh, you know, how long the show is going to be, or what does your artwork need to look like? It's, it's much easier to know what the artwork's going to look like or what kind of microphone you're going to need if you're going to be introduced, you know, interviewing celebrities or if it's going to be just you and your friend that you, you guys just want to chat about Orphan Black. It's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if it's, some, you know, interviewing people on the street, you're not going to use the same microphone. Like, you know, there's so many different questions that are answered for you it's like sometimes you only have like one like it's just like oh yeah you just need this mic because <laughs> because if yeah. you're going to be interviewing people on the street you're not going to be like so should i use the you know the yet the blue jedi you know like the the jedi the pro jedi right. and it's like you're not gonna be carrying that bullet with you <laughs> that's a usb mic you know it's like there's yeah, so many right. questions that open up and which actually takes us over to then after you've got that then what style 
to prime for your show, what style um, do you want the show to be like? Meaning like the type, like um, is it the uh, l- l- length? You know, what kind of type? Is it an interview podcast, a co-hosted podcast, a, a solo podcast, a roundtable podcast, segment podcast? Uh, and we're going to talk about a limited edition sh- podcast here that I just found out about, which I think is also a really good idea. How l- How long it is. Is it going to be like, you know, quick and dirty tips? And just because that's what you think and quick and dirty tips for uh, Grammar Girl are usually like very short episodes. Grammar Girl is like around five-ish minutes, give or take here and here and there. Is it evergreen content? You know, the kind of stuff that somebody's just going to go back to and listen to over and over again, or it's something that doesn't really ever change. Or is it of the moment kind of stuff? Is it like news and information? Those are like the kind of podcasts that I really love, but I also know that those are much harder to do. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that also goes into the time that you put into it. And meaning when you look into the why of your podcast, it's going to help you understand or make choices about these other things. Like if it is an interview podcast or if you want co-hosted things with, you know, whatever you want to do. So, um, but I wanted to I kind can, of go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I can give a really good example for, a show that I haven't done yet because I can't really put my finger on like its reason for being right. except that I think it's funny, which is not a good enough reason for me to pour time yes. into it. Yes. Totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But like I've had this idea for a long time for, for doing a website and, you know, and then consequently a podcast called, um, badass Jews. Oh. And, and basically I know it sounds ridiculous, but basically the idea is that, you know, Jewish people are usually stereotyped or thought of as like these like nerdy accountant, like a nebbish, which is like a, you know, like just like a super, a super nerd with like a, you know, skinny neck and like a, you know, pocket full of pencils or whatever, you know, (laughs) or like a Howard Wallowitz, somebody who lives with his mother and like whatever. So, but there are, there's this whole subset of Jewish people who like get tattoos and ride motorcycles and like are, you know, go against the norm and create all these, um, you know, and sort of burst through stereotypes. Like Jack Black is one of those people, for example, like he's, he's Jewish, but like, you know, he, he's just, you know, he has these like comedy albums that are like really, anyway, they're really funny and whatever. So, um, originally the idea was, wouldn't it be cool to like interview like the super Jew celebrities and that would be super cool. And then I thought people could like nominate their own badass Jews, you know, like my father-in-law who was like a CPA, <laughs> but like used to ride around the country, like on a Harley, oh you know, God. cause everyone knows like a guy like that, right? Like a, like a stockbroker with a leather jacket. Right, kind of. right, right. Yes, totally. Um, and I just thought it would be fun, but I cannot for the life of me, like come up with, the answer to the question, like, first of all, where, what do I want the end result to be? Cause if it, you know, even if it is me interviewing Adam Sandler and Jack Black, like, is that enough? And then the second is like, just because I think it's cool and funny doesn't mean it's a good reason. Like it doesn't, does it advance me or my life in any way? Not, not really that I can think of. And if somebody can think of it and they want to email me, great. But like, um, <laughs> well, so see- I do think it would be fun. And fun, sometimes fun is enough. Fun is enough. Fun, I have absolutely enough. Now, what I have to say is that, it, and so now, okay, so now let's go back to talking about uh, right at the beginning when we had the, the first thing where I gave you all those things, the reason for living for your podcast, yeah. right? So one of them is that help me become a web celebrity or help me right. be- become a personality or help me become, for me, like, 
That's, that's one of the biggest things of why I like to podcast. Like that's something that I constantly gravitate back towards because there's something about just creating your own content coming from the entertainment industry, coming from um, having that bug already, coming from being on stage and understanding that, that there's something about having your own show, right? And I felt completely powerless when you're in, you know, when you're in Hollywood, you're doing all this stuff. It's like everybody else has the power but you. You know, right. the casting director is the one that, that calls you in. Even if you're an amazing actor, there could be like the cousin of the director that wants to put that girl to be in the part. Right. And no matter how good you are, they'll be cast. I mean, there's right. been, there were so many times when like the excuse of me not being cast for a part was something so lame that I was just like, really? And it's so disempowering. I felt. Yeah. So that's why I gravitate to this medium. It's like, I can do what I want. I can have my own show. I could do it. So that's what, how I feel you doing that show would really just be about that. It would just really be about Jessica having a show. Right. Period. Right. And the question about whether or not that would be enough for you to interview, you know, Jack Black or whatever, you know, on your right. show. It's like just Gene fa- Simmons. Gene Simmons, right. like all these people would, it would be so fantastic because it would be like, it's, well, it's Jessica. Like people would just, it's Jessica. <laughs> you know? Right. I, that, that, right. Go ahead. Yes. No, you're right. But I mean, it's just one of those things where like, you know, I guess because I'm not that clear on those questions, I haven't started it. And there's other, there's other shows that I am more clear on, you know, like stuff that's like, you know, itching and burning to come out of me. Like, for example, you know, talking about, um, getting annoyed with my husband for not bouncing the baby or whatever. Like there's a whole series of little stories like that, that are more urgent to come out of me than whether or not, <laughs> you know, like Perry Farrell of Jane's addiction is a cool Jew. Like who can you know what I'm saying? Got like, it. No, absolutely. And those are the questions that you need to ask though. That's right. exactly what I feel. Yeah. You're hitting it right on the head because you're, that's you're, more important to me. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, yes, the furthering of the career and becoming a web celebrity and creating my own content. Yes. To all those, but is there a better way or a more relevant way for me to do it right now? And the answer to that is yes. So that's why that project has been on the back burner like five, seven years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get a it. Million. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so yeah. So, and then of course, you know, once you've figured out what you want the thing to be, the style is definitely comes next. How are you going to do it? What equipment do you need for that? Yeah, absolutely. Cause then I'll start to open it up. I kind of want to take it over to, um, the limited edition podcast, right? So we've been talking about, and yeah, that's, cause the, I'm, yeah, these been quite, these have been questions that have come up on she podcasts in the, in the Facebook group as well, where there's a lot of people doing like seasons and whatnot. And I like the idea of seasons. Uh, I, I keep talking about the idea of seasons because it, it really does kind of lessen the impact of having to put out content every week, which is a really big stress. And it is, as you have heard us say, it's hard. It's a challenge. I think seasons lessens that. And if you're really deliberate about that, it's awesome. And then there are the podcasts that are just like, they stand up on its own. Like, you know, the ones that John Lee Dumas are are doing right now, which are basically list builders where it's really just a series of episodes. I'm not sure how many he has. I think it's like 10 or something like that. I'll look. I'll look. Um, And they're finite. Like, it's not like he is leaking the content out. It's basically all of those podcasts are out at the same time and they just exist. And you can download one through 10 and it takes you through a process and that's it. Like, there's nothing else that needs to be added to that podcast. So, 
imagine how awesome that would be for you to do a class on something and you just get behind the mic. You get behind the mic for like, I don't know how many hours, whatever, you, you're done. You edit, you, you do your thing, you do your branding for that show and you put it out and you don't have to think about that again. It's all about marketing. Go the ahead. webinar course is 12 shows. Each one is about 10 minutes, making it a grand total of what? two hours or less of content. Mm-hmm. Um, you can subscribe for free, I guess. I'm yes. trying to see. Let me see. Yeah, no, it yep, is. A, it's free. a totally free thing. But see, imagine like 10 minutes and it's just out there and it basically just sends people to sign up for the rest of the content that he offers. Like he gives everything for free, but he says, if you want to know more, these here are some videos that are be accessible that will, that will align with this so that you could see yeah. how this process goes. And then obviously you just, you know, you just sign up. So there's that. Yeah. Now the limited edition podcast is something that just came into my consciousness, of course, as I'm, as I'm, I was watching, and this is, okay. So I was watching another podcast or listening to another podcast. Um, and, uh, Justin Robert Young, who is another, he's like a journalist in the tech industry, basically. He's been in, in doing a lot, producing a lot of content. He's a content producing fiend, lots of podcasts, lots of videos, lots of YouTube stuff, lots of, of, of articles, all that kind of stuff. And he mentioned that he and his, and his uh, fiance are doing a limited edition podcast leading to their wedding. <laughs> That's going to happen over at Dragon Con sometime during hmm. Labor Day weekend on 2015. And I was Very like, oh, that's really interesting that they're just like, that's just what he's saying. Like, it's totally just until they get married, at least up to this moment. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I, I want to listen to that. I want to see, I want to, I want to hear this because I thought like, what guy and, and girl are going to get behind the mic and talk it all out, right? And of course, they're super entertaining. They've got lots of ideas. They have lots of opinions. It's very, it's kind of fun to to listen to that. And um, that's basically and their their podcast um, website is super simple. Like, there's no, you don't have to be. I know that these guys were just like, let's just do it, and then just did it. And they, I believe that they, they, um, get the audio from a live Google hangout. And so they get questions that come up or they are set up to receive questions live. So whenever they go live, you watch them live and then they've got audience interaction there whenever that happens. Uh, so I kind of started to, isn't it? I thought it was really, really cool. Now I, again, I was just like, so who is this girl, Ashley, who is his his uh, fiance. And I, you know, I have heard of, and where can I beat her up? And no, <laughs> no, no, actually Justin you Robert Young, us? I've known, no, I've known him for a long time because I'm a tech fiend. So I've heard his name and I've heard his, I just, you know, usually when the guys get on tech shows, they don't talk about their girlfriends. Like guys don't do that. Yeah. They talk no, about of course the I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so then I'm like, I want to know about Ashley. Cause I want to know who this girl is. And she wants to talk behind the mic and blah, blah, blah. So she also has like a bunch of stuff that she's doing. She's got a weekly vlog and, and then she has, um, Another blog that's called Who's the Boss and another one that's called Online Ethicist, which are podcasts, both both of those. And I started to kind of watch her. And really, she does an entire show just live on YouTube where she'll kind of talk about things that are like big, big uh, industry or things that maybe even her audience asks her to talk about. Like she was just talking about, what is that, um, the Shades of Grey? What is that movie? I like how I'm not even... Aware, 50 like shades of wrong. What? Yeah, whatever. Fifty shades of gray. Yeah. Whatever. So she's talking. She was talking about that. She was talking about. 
Um, she talked about the whole serial startup thing, which I was like totally, and she was like, really? It was so funny the way she was talking about all this stuff. And I just thought like, she, so what's her thing? Like, then I'm like, so what's her thing? Her thing is that she's just an online person. Like that's what she does. Yeah. That's, she's just a personality. She's got an opinion. She has all this content that's out there. She's very eloquent. I love her voice. I'm totally a fan now. And I already, you know, kind of responded her with her via Twitter because I'm like, dude, she's just super, super cool. So, um, that's something that you can do with podcasting and with your, you being and creating content. Like it doesn't have to be something that is an interview show, <laughs> interviewing entrepreneurs, um, to be able to have a good time behind the mic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that's was funny. the limited edition podcast. So I just, that's just an, an, an addition. Oh, and there, in case you guys want to check it out, the, that podcast is called Jury More. Jury More, one word. And um, their description is Welcome to the Cray. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that is it. Um, and I also wanted to give you another uh, opportunity to kind of listen to something else. And this is a, the new podcast that we talked about. I think not, not last episode, but the last episode before, which was She Does. And yes. the interesting thing about that podcast is that they also, in the description, interview women, right? And you're thinking like, okay, so there's these two girls that are going to interview women uh, in media, in media. And I thought, I want to hear, I want to hear this. But the, the cool thing about their, their whole thing is high, it's a highly produced show. So this isn't something that they're just like randomly calling somebody on Skype. Highly produced. The audio for the person that they're interviewing is pristine. It sounds like it's done in a studio. And instead of like the interview banter back and forth where it's like, you know, you ask the question and the person answers, you know, and then you kind of go off of that. They actually Mm -hmm. only showcase the answers of the interview guest. And then the two hosts in post-production comment and tell the story of the interview throughout the piece. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's interesting. It is very interesting. So I was like, huh. So they, they kind of introduce her. Like they basically get together and they talk about, let's say we're, let's say we did this with Natalie, you know, our host for, I mean, our our co-host, everybody for the, those of you who just started listening for the last episode from bizchicks.com. And so let's say, so you and I will now just talk about Natalie as we would, like, wasn't like, I really loved her insight when she said X, Y, Z. And then we would play it. Yeah. And then she would cut to that Smart. and then we would comment on that conversation. And so it really is sort of like, it's very beautifully done. And then what they do, and they only produce, I believe, twice a month for that because it, I'm sure that they're, both of these women are doing a lot of work doing this podcast out. The other thing that they do is that after the interview comes out, the week later, they have a live Google Hangout interviewing their guest live for, I think it's a 30 minute thing. It's like very short. And so if you have any interview, any questions for that guest that were instigated by the podcast, then they have them out live. Isn't that neat? And I just thought that was super cool. Um, yeah. The other thing that I just thought was interesting is that they are, they have partnered with Filmmakers Magazine, which actually pulled it all together for me because I was like, how are they doing this? I mean, this is like a lot of work. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was listening, I'm like, this is not like something you batch produce. This is something that you have to be behind and, and listening and Do editing. It all day, every day. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. For, to get two of those episodes out a month. And I thought, well, how do they do this? Uh-huh. They are partnered. They've partnered. <laughs> so they dun, basically dun, 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 dun. have a sponsor for either facilitating or paying them to do this or facilitating the, the interviews or something that comes with the production quality of this. And, and that's something that I wanted to share with all of you guys listening because that's a possibility. If you really want to pitch somebody and pitch a show where you can have something like this to have that you really want to up-level the, the sound quality or, or, or do something different that's not been out there, this is a great way to do it. And they've done a fantastic uh, job of reinventing the interview show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, it's cool. It's um, not sure that it's um, duplicatable, if that's a word. Yes, you're right. It's, but um, it is a cool idea. I mean, you certainly could do that, like play clips of an interview. I mean, it, like you said, it's there's so much that goes into it that it does sort of have to be your full-time job or at least some aspect of it. Like you being like a community manager for Libsyn, you know, yep. you, you're, you know, getting paid to run a show for them and interview and edit. And I mean, I'm sure they pay, have editors or whatever. They have to, I mean, they have to, and if they don't, they're working their booties off to get this stuff out there because it's, it's super, and they have, they've already, I mean, you can tell that there's been a lot of thought behind it because they also have promos for the show, like sound bites, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they also, Mm -hmm. um, tease the upcoming episode as well. So they're, they've like interspersed yeah. it in a really wonder, like it's very highly produced from like, and very well thought out as a whole. I think that maybe for some of you to go listen, to hear the possibilities out there is very important to see the, what, what could happen. Another something that I've been watching in the sphere, especially for, and these are all women things, which is why I want to see it is that there's been a lot of women, female podcasters, particularly really using Instagram. Uh, it's not, it, there are a lot of guys, but their, <laughs> their use of Instagram is very kind of dorky. I gotta say. <laughs> So, um, it's just like the images are, I got, it's just not, guys are just not good at that. You know, like it's just, they're, it's kind of lame, their use of Instagram with podcasts, but the women are doing a really fantastic job. And I've been really impressed with an IG, like an Instagram launch that was done by She Percolates. Um, and it was, they basically, they started as early as December to start to, they created a, uh, an IG account just for their podcast. And they started to very every day leak a little something about the about the podcast all the way up to the the beginning of February, which was when they launched. And it was super super cute because it made people want to know. They even you know had little things like if you want to get the podcast the first episode as soon as it comes out, sign up for our email list. And it was a list builder. I mean, there was so much thought again that was put into the way that they led up to it as a launch that I really appreciated from, from the ladies. Um, so I just wanted to share that as well. So, so there, that's it. How about you guys? Yeah. Check check that out. So I want to look at, I want to listen to she does just because, I mean, it, you know, I think about that stuff a lot, but it's like how, how, without, okay. So like in Wilmington, Delaware, where am I supposed to find a studio like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. I mean, aside from borrowing time at a radio station, a local radio station, I don't know that I have access to those types of um, resources. And then I feel sad, like, because I can never do one that's that that's that professionally done. I know. What do you think about it? it is. That is a little bit sad. You're, I, yeah. I, I Especially agree. if you want to be considered, you know, a, you know, professional podcaster. And here I am with my little blue snowball, <laughs> praying that my kid doesn't wake up and make, no, you know, make noise while I'm. <laughs> no, you're you right. Know, I think that that's absolutely something that I fought with a long time. You know, that was one of the reasons that um, I, I was kind of scared to put the the lips and podcast out because it's like we're the podcasting company. You're supposed to have good sound, you know. And I did my best. I mean, I. I, I played back Whatever, and forth. you had a hater in the first 24 hours. I was, I did, I know. You heard that. And it's true. You know what? It's yeah. like one of those things. That's the first, and that was my biggest fear. It's like I put the first podcast out there and it was a hater who left a, a scathing review in iTunes about the podcast and basically said, who is this girl? Why is she behind yeah. the mic? The uh, sound quality is less it, it is less to be desired or something not nasty about like the, the, the second it went live, yeah. somebody hated it. It was yeah. like episode zero, 10 minutes long. I'm like, Jesus. And so it really was, it was really not cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. at the, but then, I don't know. I just feel that, uh, yeah, the, I would like to do something like that at some point, but I also know that I have to optimize what I have. I mean, I'm not going to be fighting for it. And as women, as women, we just have to deal with what we have and just make the best of it in the most positive way. Not like, oh, okay, I'll just do this. <laughs> Right. Because right. I can't, because I have to, uh, like, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I haven't practiced yoga. Like I haven't been able to have a physical practice of yoga in so long. And if I allow myself to go down that rabbit hole, I will start to feel really depressed and a, like a total loser. And I don't want to feel like that. You know what I mean? Like it's yoga has been part of my life for so many years. I'm a yoga teacher. I've I studied, I paid thousands of dollars. I, I, I have so much knowledge. It's insane. And I don't even have to, like, I haven't made the time basically to put the mat out because right now the season for me to do that is not he, like, I just, just not, it's not here. And if I keep on pushing through that and saying, oh, what I should be able to do at least one downward facing dog a day, then I'm just going to feel like crap about myself. And that's right. not, that's not where I, who I want to be in the world. I don't want to be beating myself up all day long because I'm not that. Uh, I am, I am me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. That's true. I don't know. Maybe that's just my nature is to like think I'm doing good and then see someone doing it better and think I'm not doing it as good as that person. Yeah. <laughs> go, let's go eat ice cream. You know, like, <laughs> no, but it's my whole life. No, dude, let's go eat ice cream. <laughs> ice cream is great. This show is the only time I was just like, well, hopefully it'll grow. <laughs> Every other thing I do, I have like a goal that is impossible to reach that never gets reached. Then I get depressed about not reaching it and then find ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> serious ice cream is I'm great. very serious no and i and yes we do have to keep it's, that in mind but but I, I just think that here's the thing though i'm not dismissing and i'm going back to my yoga practice just because that's what what right. translates for this relate. is that i know that i'll be back on the mat 
I just can't stop the energy that I have to create, especially things like this, to be on, on the mic with you, to have the excitement of what she podcast is, to have my girls outside and be able to play with them and play puzzles for like an hour and a half and not have to look at my phone. Like there's so many different things that are so much more important right now than me taking the mat out and doing a down dog. And if I feel yeah. guilty about that, it's going to stop. It's going to hinder my creativity. It's going to hinder my wanting to be good at this. My, my joy of, of like, I find joy. Well, like when I, I saw those girls and she does, I was like, wow, that was so cool. I, yeah. and my first thought was like, I want to talk to them. I want to know what their workflow is. That was like <laughs> the first thing that I thought of. It wasn't like, I want to be yeah. like them because I can't. <laughs> because it, my life right. doesn't interesting. lend itself my, to me. You, your first thought is to befriend them and yes. mine is to hate them and yes. be jealous. <laughs> oh, as, with, as with, um, as with um, Ashley Paramore, I was just like, oh my God, she is so cool. I want to be, look at her. She's doing all these things. She has all these podcasts and she's speaking her mind. And that doesn't matter that, you know, and I just thought like, I want to reach out to her. I want to know how she's doing this. I want to touch base with her. I, I think she's awesome. And I want to be like that. Just yeah. free as opposed to, I, I mean, I want to be polished. Of course I do. But at the same time, uh, it's not really possible, really. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, just so it makes you feel, I don't, I'm not sure if it'll make you feel better, but I don't do a downward dog any, every day, and I don't feel any guilt about it. <laughs> Like at all. In fact, I don't even think about it. So, well, good. I'm glad, Jess. I'll remember that every time I feel that I feeling, that I'm like, feel yeah, no. Whenever I feel sad, then, then I'll be like, oh, Jess never does a down dog. Jessica doesn't do one ever, and her life is peachy. I know. Exactly. <laughs> all right all right so don't worry about so it. don't worry about yeah. it all right well i think that that's good we've we've covered our topics and um how about uh if you have any feedback for us you can email us at feedback at shepodcast.com feedback at shepodcast.com or uh, you can join our facebook group which is over at shepodcast.com slash group uh, those are pretty easy. And then now if you want to leave us some voice feedback, the SpeakPipe page I know is going to be working. And then that's going to be at SpeakPipe.com slash ShePodcast, which means you can uh, just leave us a message via that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. So thank you. Oh, pardon, that's my cat. Not oh, the baby. That's the cat. Yeah, that's a cat. Sorry about that. That's a bad ending. She's so rude. She's bye, so everyone. Rude. Thank okay. you so much for listening. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Ha 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 ha